Get ready for the Girls on Games podcast, your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 434. We're going to be talking about some news topics today because there's been a lot of hustle and bustle going on in the world of video games, especially when it comes to jobs. It's the story that never ends, which is terrible because it's just rough out there to be a video game developer right now. But before we get into that, I want to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? I'm good yourself. I'm good. Joelle, what's up? Hello. I went for a run today with like no hat and no gloves because it's a uh, it's warm outside. Yeah. Super yep. warm. It's warm. The earth too. is dying. The yep. earth is dying. Though my mom told me they're gonna get like twenty, twenty five centimeters of snow this evening, so uh Ooh. it's still snowing somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Just not here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get through some housekeeping before uh, we jump into the show. I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Maybe you'd like to give us a tip. Maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. Ladies, it's been another week since we've really been chatting like this. Catherine, what have you been up to? I've actually been quite busy, and uh, I would like to explain why the podcast was a whole day late. Yes, please do. We're, and we I all want to know. Zero regrets. Um, it was basically <laughs> that night we had our reservation for my birthday dinner. Uh, uh, because uh, getting into restaurants excuse. early excuse. January, sometimes yes. there's some vacation, and then getting a good table. So we went to La Mastar, which is one of the very famous restaurants here in Montreal. Very fancy. They do, uh, they only do blind menus now. They used to have an a la carte oh. and a blind menu. Now I think with like COVID and whatnot to reduce food waste, they just do the blind menu. Mm. They will respect any restriction you have. I show up with uh, like, I just got my peanut allergy. The rest, fair game. Um, and then you can pay for a, a wine pairing. Where yes. they, which is my favorite thing of doing yes. the blind menu because they were like, you can have the wine pairing or you can order from the like drinks menu. And we got a full bar, and we were like, no, no, we're not making. I was like, lady, no decision will be made by the two of us here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so like kind of a dinner, <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like I was looking at the glasses of wine. And I'm like, you know, they only give you like a bit because it's like yeah. one wine with per serving, uh, right. per, like uh serving yeah. but like a um, plate yeah course course, course is thank the you word. course is the word <laughs> i was like this like french brain kicked in and i forgot the word uh but yeah so it's four it's five service if you count dessert so you mm. can get four or five if you want one with dessert um and i i was like you know what they give you a bit so that you have like the perfect wine with like every every um, course so you don't like you're not checking like a big glass of wine I thought it was like it's not a lot of wine by the end I was tipsy um, and also 
Before that, dinner was at 7.30. Before that, I went to a happy hour because it was the last day of a colleague of mine. Which, mm. So I went to the happy hour for like an hour, had a gin tonic, <laughs> took the metro, went to the restaurant and had four glasses of wine. So when I sh- came back home at like <laughs> almost 10 at night, the only thing I could do was shower and crawl into bed. <laughs> Um, there was no late. podcast getting posted. If not, it was going to get posted. Like, and there would have been spelling errors. I, I was like, all of this on a school night? Wow. Like, I did this to myself. And then uh, Friday was a work from home day. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> did you did you uh, need how did you how did you do the next day? I. I was okay, but I was like, I drank a lot of water to try to wake myself up, but it took all day to recover. Like, I wasn't even, like, that drunk. Like, I was just, like, a bit mm-hmm. tipsy. I was feeling it, but it's, like, it's the... I'm I'm way too old for the, to be drinking out on a school night. Um, so, yeah, the next day I was very sluggish all day, but I still got, like, you know, woke up at 8.30, logged in at 8.35, got... <laughs> You know, the classic work from home, <laughs> roll out of bed, open laptop, um, you know, got my full day of work done, even had a a workout in because I'm currently working with a specialized sports trainer to A, finish recovering from my back injury and B, eventually get back into lifting. So like I got low impact workouts to do. So I was still able to do all of that. But um, let's just say I slept in on Saturday. But yeah, <laughs> good for but you. The food was like honestly like amazing. There was this. They show up with this little soup, which is like they're like. So this is like lentils, like local lentils from Quebec, and kale, and they have fried kale in it, and like a a, a kale like little puree, and then they're like, and we have this ham broth with cream in it, and they put it in, and then this whole like mishmash becomes like a creamy soup. Holy fuck. I've never liked kale and lentils this much in my entire goddamn life. <laughs> there was something else in there. It was like the mix of the 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 ham, like the meaty flavor of the broth and the creaminess, but with like the crisp vegetables and the, the really like greens was amazing. Um, mm. At one point we had Pascal's favorite dish was like the third course, which was a fish in a like pepper creamy sauce. Okay. So you ate the fish and the veggies, which was like, I think it was like fried, like a a leek of some size. And then they just give you a plate of spaghetti that you put in to soak up the rest of the sauce and you eat it. And it had like a slight spiciness to it was amazing. It was to the point that when we got to the, what was supposed to, what was the main course, the last course, Everything else in front of it was way better. Like, it was amazing, but it's just, Mm. like, it was not, like, creamy ham broth or have some spaghetti to whip out the rest of the sauce. Amazing. And the dessert was um, poached pears on a homemade pear sherbet served with a homemade chocolate pie. And the chocolate pie was not too sweet. It was dark chocolate. It was the perfect mix of sweet and um, bitterness, but also like depth of flavor and freshness from the sherbet. And 
Um, with that, Pascal had the fifth glass of wine. I had a decaf, uh, a decaf coffee because world, and it's just like he's not a dessert guy, and he was destroying that shit. Like, mm, mm, mm. I'm like, I'm drooling just hearing it. That sounds so good. My God, honestly, like it's um, and it's like the sh- the chef there. Uh, they want people. He wants people to have a life outside of work because like you know how the restaurant businesses is grueling so they're only open during the week Uh, so everybody that works there gets weekend off wow Wow. yeah that's like their prime time yeah so the way it works is you have uh waiters that come and you know they they take your order and they serve the wine and they tell you which wine you have with what and what it is but like the the chefs and the sous chefs actually bring you the food to your table and explain what you're eating because oh, wow. they're the nice. one that because they're like handcrafting these menus every day right this is very high-end restaurant but the thing is because it's a blind menu it's actually quite affordable like i think like for i think we paid about 300 dollars for the entire evening after tip that's pretty good plus mm. wine pairings yeah plus wine pairing and like high-end food like yeah yeah, shit that each. shit that's won award and that went on Master Chef, and so cool. yeah, it's um. Again, I'm really happy that we're not gift people. That we're just like, let's take this money and go to a restaurant. So anyway, uh, TLDR um, podcast was was late by a day because <laughs> I got well dined and wined for my birthday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, you Permitted. know. Permitted. You know what's the cherry on the Sunday? What? Friday, I'm working. Pascal's about to leave for the gym. Walks in, taps me on the shoulder. He's like, where's my podcast? Aww. I'm like, Aww. I'm like, sir, <laughs> you were with me all night last night. When did I have time to put on, no excuses. To put on the latest GOG cast episode so I, you I have did. something to listen to while you lift weights? <laughs> In-house accountability. I love it. <laughs> I was like, I, I really appreciate that he listens. Like, it warms my heart. But at the same time, bro. <laughs> My mom calls me and she's like, You're podcasting tonight, right? Yeah, that was keeping us in check. Yeah, that was the highlight of my week. Everything else was downhill because it did not have a little plate of pasta to soak up the sauce after. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Staple now in every meal. Where's my pasta to soak up the sauce? Uh, Joelle, what have you been up to? Oh, man. Well, I got my stitches out of my mouth. Oh, how did that go? That went uh, two out of ten. Do not recommend. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. The the physician's, like, assistant did it, or, like, the dental hygienist. I don't, like, know her full title. Um, I would guess she was a little, she's kind of skewed on the younger side, and uh, it, it was not great. She she was a little rough, I felt like, with uh, getting my stitches out. They didn't give me anything, which I was slightly disappointed. I thought they would at least, like, give me a numbing gel or something, but they did not. So she was just going in there like Edward Scissorhands and cutting shit out and pulling it out. But then, like, she had these really sharp uh, tool 
right, to, like, grab the stitches. And she accidentally, like, caught my lip one time when she was going in. And and she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, that was my tool. And I caught your lip. And then she proceeds to, like, poke my lip with her tool. Like, to, like, demonstrate what happened. And I was like, I know. I was like, I felt it. It stop. <laughs> like you don't need to tell me what's going on. Oh, no. And then there, there's a special place in hell for dental like, practitioners oh, that are just, lacking bedside matters and just I, yeah. Oh, like she did that and then she took all the stitches out and then you know my gums are unhappy. Um so they're they're bleeding. Sorry if this is a trigger warning for dental stuff if you're not okay with this. And um too late now. Well, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let you know it gets worse. So if you need a forward. But she so my like gums are bleeding and she's like telling me how to brush them now that the stitches. Oh, okay. So I wasn't really brushing them because of the stitches. So she she puts the the toothbrush like on my gum. And, like, proceeds to, like, do, like, a little circle. She's like, this is how you brush them. And I was, like, my eyes started watering. And I went, eh. <laughs> in the chair. And she's like, oh, does that hurt? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then she, like, takes the toothbrush away. And I thought, okay, she's going to throw that away. She'll give me a new toothbrush at the end, right? Because she was, like, showing me how to brush my teeth. So we were getting ready to go, you know, and I'm I'm sore and, like, my mouth hurts. She put the toothbrush just in the bag, like, in the paper bag. It was all red. No, like, no, 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 no. What? She just gives me the okay. toothbrush. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to use that toothbrush. <laughs> I was just like. It's all bloody. I know. So I was not happy. I was just like, this is terrible. So I actually did. Um, the clinic like sent me a survey. They're like, how did your appointment go? And I I wanted to be very graphic and unpleasant. But I just, I said, like, here was my experience. Like, I hope that this is not the normal, like, care that that, that you would give and they called me and they want to like have a whole conversation about it. But I mean, I don't want to get her in trouble, but I'm also like, girl, like you need to, <laughs> you need well, to you wouldn't work on go some back stuff. There, right? Well, I, I have two more appointments. Yeah. And I'd so, be terrified. <laughs> and so like, if I didn't hear back from them after I wrote back my, uh, feedback, I would have, uh, I would have called and been like, Hey, I don't want to see that person again because I'm afraid of what's going to happen to my mouth. Yeah. So, but it does feel much, much better. And like, um, I, I got to take the top tray out of my mouth, which is nice, but I still have the bottom tray, uh, in and, um, but man, the mouth, mouth things take a long time to heal. So oh, like, yeah, I'm like, all right. Worst. Yeah. So other than that, like it's been kind of, uh, Motion, like, I don't know, things as usual. All the bins are gone from the condo, so that's nice. Yeah. Like, all the bins are gone. They're in storage or unpacked, and so we still got a lot of stuff to go through, but getting takes settled time. in. Yeah. It takes getting, a long time. Sure yeah. does. But, I remember yeah. we just moving in here. Like, this room that I'm sitting in now was full of boxes for quite a while because it was just, like, took so long. And then we shimmied them out to where the little nook where Gibson's kind of palace is right now. 
And uh, yeah, it just takes so long to yeah. get through it. And you need the mental like fortitude to be like, I'm going to finish this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. It's just, yeah. and it's like, we have to finish it because we need the space. Well, that's it. So it's like, I need to walk around. So yeah. yeah. But I get so frustrated at a certain point that I'm just like, it's getting done. Yeah. Now. You just get mad. It's like yeah. the anger I can't, compels I can't you. Handle, I can't handle the stuff everywhere. Yep. Um, I have started practicing, and I'm saying practicing, walking on my walking pad, treadmill thingy. And I say practicing because, like, the first time I got up on it and started walking, you know, like, when you're playing VR or you're playing Guitar Hero and then you look away from the screen and you can still see the lines going and you feel all out of sorts and everything... Well, it's the same thing on the walking pad because, like, it's a little trippy and there's no, like, handles or anything. Oh, yeah. So, like, at least I can lift up the desk and do that. So I've been trying to, like, find stuff. Like, I figure it's going to be hard for me to play a game at first until I get used to it. So I was watching, going on Netflix, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go finish Yu Yu Hakusho. And then I saw an ad for Pokemon Concierge because I forgot Ooh, that came out. Oh. <laughs> so I watched it. It's only four episodes. They're about 15 to 20 minutes a piece. They're so beautiful. It's mm-hmm. like stop motion animation, but like the way they've done it doesn't look very much like clay. It looks like dolls but the pokemon like if they're fuzzy they look like they're tufted they're so cute (laughs) and yeah it's definitely geared towards kids but yeah oh my god i comfort show i'm down it's just it's so short guys like seriously you can watch all four in an hour like there's nothing to it yeah okay it's so cute and i really like the like theme song they have it's very much like an island like 80s city pop japanese song like uh it's just like warms my heart (laughs) and especially since um Pokemon and things like Pokemon are very much in the news right now. I was kind of, and in the gaming sphere, um, Mm -hmm. I was kind of in a mood to like, to like watch it and enjoy it. So yeah, watch that. It's good. Um, Walked during a meeting today Mm. uh, at a slow pace, uh, but that was good because yeah, it's really uh, Mondays and Fridays when I work from home when I can be very, very stagnant in front Mm -hmm. of the computer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So standing was step one. Now it's walking. And my colleague noticed that I was walking and she was like, tell me how it goes. I'm like, I will let you know. First, tell me I your to make sure I don't, I don't break my head when yeah, I'm walking I mean, on it and fall off. Gibson decided he wanted to get on it the other day too. Because <laughs> no, the band goes around and around and it's got a print of the logo on one side and he decided he wanted edit. I was like, no. <laughs> and, then, and then he gets in the way. And I'm kicking him, right? I'm not kicking very hard, but, like, he's in the way. So I keep knocking him, knocking him, knocking him. I'm like, Gibson, move. And then he decides he's going to bite my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> he like, wants to get on, and he wants to God. use it. I'm going to have to teach him how to use it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is Tom funny. says it's my turn to use the walking pad. It's my turn. Yeah. My turn. <gasps> All right. Fantasy Critic. First recap of the Ooh. year, friends. We have had some games release. Yes. Uh, so we currently have, like, almost... Is it a tie? Is it almost a tie? I feel like we both, Joelle, we both got a game that rated 90. Yes. 20 points. Wow. Yep. So, so for some reason, they don't have us as a tie. They have, like, actual points different. I don't really understand that. 
like why does it say 20.31 for me and 19.63 for you well you're you you're i'm trying to look at like the details on the game itself and you're uh okay that's that one i'm just trying to see if there was a difference in i don't know you're I just weird you're for both of you yeah, yeah i don't understand i don't know I don't understand oh well anyways um, yes, two games that released were Tekken 8, which got 90, a.k.a. 20 points in my pocket. And then Joelle got Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth for 90 points. That's 20 points in her pocket. Mm-hmm. Or twenty a rating of 20 with... Oh, a rating of 90 with that means 20 points. So yeah, that's where we stand right now. Um, next one out is me on the second. I got Persona 3 uh, Reload. Then Cats got Mario versus Donkey Kong. That comes out on the 16th. Uh, I don't think anybody picked anything up this week. Kind of early in the... I think it's... Yeah, a little... I think a lot of this... A lot of these two were... This is all last week when we recorded. Yeah, and they were picked up. A lot of these that are coming out, they're 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 spoken for. Yeah, there's a PlayStation uh, thingamajig on Wednesday, so maybe we're going to get some games and we're going to be like... Yep, stay to play. Running to fantasy credits to get Mm -hmm. some games. Yep, yep, yep. So there's that on the Community League. Let me open the window. Um, We're currently at Darth with Art Vandalay Publishing and first, me with Gibson's Games Inc. And second... And Jessica Starr with Pugs and Pixels in third. Who got what? Let's see. Um, I had like a dragon infinite wealth here. So that's the 90-20. Pugs and Pixels. Jessica's had Little Guardsman reviewed at an 83. So she got 13 points. And then Tekken must have been. Yes, Tekken was Darth. He had uh, 90 and 20. So yeah, that's where that stands. And then the next game's releasing. Uh wow, Pat's got three right all in a row. He's got Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, Persona Three Reload, and Foam Stars. He picked Foam Stars. Oh boy, <laughs> Pat! I did not see that. Was that a pickup? League history. Oh yeah, well the twenty seventh. Yeah, so people were picking up stuff. Okay, let me let me go through this because we did our actual uh, event on the twenty second, twentieth. Sorry. So then also, um, Darth Art Vandalay Publishing picked up uh, Ultros with a bit of five bucks. Games Gone Mad. Who's Games Gone Mad? At fir- tell me that? At firstly, I thought you were shading. No, Patrick for picking not. up foam because you didn't you didn't understand no, no. the game. I thought it was foam so stars. I, thought, I, <laughs> I was a little bit shading foam stars, but at the same time, because I'm like, I, I was like, I was like, wow. It'll get like numbers at some point. I was like, foam stars. Someone actually picked that up. No. Um, but he must have picked that up before. Whose game's gone mad? I'm trying to remember now. Uh, it looks like it's uh Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he picked up a bunch. He got Alan Wake 2, The Lake House. That must be their DLC. He tried to pick up Diablo 4, Vessel of Hatred, with a biz of 16 bucks, but was outbid by Apple Orchard Games. Who's Apple Orchard Games? I don't know everybody's names now. Uh, that's St- Stainsby. Stainsby, yeah. Okay. 
So there we go. Um, he managed to acquire MLB The Show 24 with a bit of 12 bucks. That was Phoenix. Then uh, Stainsby picked up another crab's treasure with a bit of $17. Diablo 4 Vessel of Hatred with a bit of 20 bucks. And Nightingale with a bit of 20 bucks. Uh, the Sirius Cybernetics Corporation tried to pick up MLB 24 The Show, but lost in tiebreakers. That is Offshore Meteor. So, yeah, that's where we stand now. So, people are already starting to jump on games. Um, scrolling through here now. Yeah, there must have been something else someone tried to pick up, too. Because I see that uh, Jessica has No Rest for the Wicked and Football mm. Manager 25, which I didn't realize she had picked up. So, that must have been another one. So, yeah, I mean, time flies. Maybe it was the 14th that we started the, the thing now, not the 20th. Maybe. How did someone pick up Diablo 4? Because I'm low-key also looking at picking that up, but it says I can't. It says it's ineligible. How is it ineligible? Because it already has... No. It would be the X for the X pack, the expansion pack. The expansion, yeah, the expansion pack. It says was ineligible. Uh, in ours, our rules might be slightly different. Maybe okay. I'll have to look at it afterwards. Okay. All right. Cool. So that's Fantasy Critic. Uh, I still need to put and install that that thing in our Discord. Um, might try that this weekend. We'll see. I was too busy this weekend playing games. We'll get into that now in a second. But first, Catherine, outside of eating food, did you play any games this, last week? Uh, no, I was out and about almost every night. So, nope, my Xbox remains unloved by me. Uh, oh, poor Xbox. It loved by Pascal, you. though. Yes, if, you, if you're if you on Discord and you see that any random time I'm playing NHL because I linked my Discord, it's because he's piggybacking off my uh, Game Pass account. I'm not playing NHL. Joel, how goes Prince of Persia? Oh, it is a delight and a treasure. Yeah? It is so fun. It works so well on the ally. Um, it is, like, flawless on the ally. It was, I will say, the most painful part was connecting to Ubisoft. Because you have to create a Ubisoft, like, connect account or something. Yeah. Um, you absolutely have to. I guess I yes. miss out on this because it's already connected in my Xbox account. Yeah, so I, I had to do that. So I had to like download that, had to get the account going. And then at first the ally was like, I don't like this. And it <laughs> it was like denying it. It was like a, it was a, a something I had to update in the uh, in Armor Crate. It was a software update I had to do. And then it and then it worked fine after I got like everything saved and so it just took like a hot minute to get set up, which was a little annoying. Um but ever since then it's been working uh really well. And I also this is like what I wanted to do with the Steam Deck is that I dock the ally onto my TV and I bought uh, my first wireless Xbox controller ever. <gasps> Welcome to the family. Yes, and I play that on my TV, and that also works really well. I have to basically get the game launched um, on the Ally and then dock it. Mm. Um, otherwise, I can't really like use the controller on the TV monitor. Mm. Um, so I have to like get everything set up, and then I can can go. Um, if you have a it docked on like a monitor on a desk. I bet it's a little bit more seamless with a keyboard and mouse because that's kind of what it's made for. But um, 
Otherwise, there's a few, a, a little bit of frame drops here and there. Uh, otherwise, though, it works really well. It's like my preferred way to play it is on the TV. So I love it. It is a really fun game. It It's actually a little more difficult than I anticipated. I don't know. Do I, you know about some of the accessibility features that can help you out with some of those things? Well, I think I'm going to look into them. But I was like, yeah. oh, like I was not expecting this i mean it's fun and i did go through some of the training uh combat training you, you get yeah. that pretty early on um yeah in the game and that actually did help mm-hmm. so i if you're like oh if you're struggling but don't think you you might want to go look at that uh combat help because it was um i found it to be informative and uh no it is fun the, the graphics are great it kind of reminds me of like early um god of war which is like mm-hmm. the way that things look and the perspective mm-hmm. and the animation. Uh, but then you were right with like a crossover of Hades with um, people's profiles and dialogue. And some of the the lore seems a little familiar because it's just it's Persian mythology. And uh, no, I think it's it's the voice acting is is really good that I've mm-hmm. encountered so far. And um, I'm having a really good time with it. So. I've been playing that uh, on the Ally, and then the new uh, season of Diablo uh, dropped. So, mm-hmm. got that all updated and started playing that. And I'm a necromancer, so that's nice. a new new territory for me to explore. And that's been fun too to kind of get back into uh, Diablo for a little bit. So that's what yeah. I've been playing. The thing of Prince of Persia, because I'm still playing that too, is that. So there's a bunch of accessibility settings and some like if you're really struggling with the platforming. Mm. But I didn't know if I was struggling with the platforming because me just being terrible at games or it's because I'm not supposed to be able to do this yet because I do not have ability. Yeah. Right. Or Uh not further along. And it was starting to frustrate me. And then I was watching some stuff online and someone was like, you can turn on this thing and it'll give you a warp that if you hate the platforming. You can just go into the warp, and I oh. was like, "Oh, what?" Oh, I was wondering if there. <laughs> so be I like tried a... it once, and I was oh, like, okay. "Oh!" But then I got this like dash capability, and it's exactly what I was like. I need like a double jump or a dash yeah. or something. There's something <laughs> missing here. Yep. I know I'm missing something. And then I got the dash, and I'm like, "I'm I'm set. I'm set. I'm good." Uh, because yes, there are some like special items or upgrade mm-hmm. materials that the only way to do it is to get past some of these super challenging uh um platforming mechanics or like there's this thing there's like a uh, i don't know if you call it a side quest but i guess it technically is a side quest for the lady who can upgrade your the the big the big god lady the who blacksmith. can upgrade your gear yeah. yeah yeah and like if you go do some of those like mm. i spent like a good like 30 minutes trying to get through the first puzzle of that and then i'm like i feel like i don't have an ability i <laughs> i mm. probably need for this i will come back <laughs> so i took a picture like I said last week, reusing and making sure that I understood how to how to use the mechanics in there. Which, damn, that picture thing. Like, every game's going to adapt that now. Yeah. It, for those that are like that uh, Metroidvania-esque style. That where is you can just, helpful. like, take a picture and then, like, remove it. Yep. And, like, they do limit you, but you can upgrade them and get more. But at the same time, I feel like I never get far enough. To like, yeah. like as soon as I get an ability, I go back to those spots and be like, yep. "Can I get it now?" And usually I can. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Also, the boss battles and that. Have you encountered a boss yet? 
Um, I think so. I think I've encountered two. Yeah, there's one at the very beginning yep. kind of a thing. I did that one. And then there's another one later that has like a bit of a like scorpion-esque thing I just, to it. I just did that one uh, that was tonight. Fun. That was fun. Yeah, the boss the boss fights are fun. Um, they are... I think it's kind of nice because sometimes they're... I feel in some way their moves like aren't always as predictable as maybe like, oh, like I understand how this is going to go because I've played mm-hmm. video games before. So I do like that it takes me just a few cycles to learn uh, their moves and their attacks and how to figure them out. Um, uh, but they they are fun. Um, I do I do enjoy them, and just the the animation is so fun um, mm-hmm. that they just yeah it's it's a it's a great it's a great game. I'm looking forward to finishing it, and I'm gonna try to do that before I already have my next game I want to start. So I'm trying mm. to do, I'm like no, you have to finish this one first. <laughs> well, see, I was in that boat, and then everybody was clamoring about Pal World. Yeah, and I was like, "It's on Game Pass on PC." I'm like, oh, "Okay, fine, I'll try it." <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, I was apprehensive at first because everybody was like, "It's Pokemon with guns," and I just had this mental picture of my head of like me walking around like some arty dude like shooting down like evil Pokemons, and I was like, "No, I don't want to do that." So then I just went and watched like a little review by somebody is like what it was. I was like, "Oh no." This is actually more wholesome than I anticipated. Mm. So this is like, yes, there's the Pokemon mechanic, but there's way more survival mechanic than that. Like, I almost feel like it's a mashup of Minecraft meets Pokemon more so than like, yeah, you can have weapons and you got to kind of like battle. Like, and it feels more like what we want a Pokemon to be, a Pokemon game to be in open world, but you are involved in the fight, not just the Pokemons or the char- the cartoon, the characters, the creatures or whatever that you are training with you or mm-hmm. captured or your friends. I started yesterday at around one and I didn't stop until Mike got home from work <laughs> with one little intermission wow. take dog out. And he got home like seven o'clock. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Delooped and got me good. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Because I was talking to a colleague where he's like, he started playing and he was like, yeah, I don't have my gun yet. Um, Because it's like, it's a survival game. You got to earn your gun. Yes. But the thing is, he kind of said that when we were in an elevator full of people, like we got into the elevator and continued the conversation. <laughs> he just went, yeah, but yeah, I don't have my gun yet. I don't have with, I don't have it. And just like a bunch of people turned around and were like, we're talking about Paul World. Sorry. <laughs> he was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> it was like so awkward. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just for the people in the elevator that was, that don't work in a video game industry because there are a lot of studios in our building. Just yeah. like for the regular people that came from like the regular ass office, we were like, um, yeah, we're not talking about it actually. Yeah. So it, yeah, is it like, because, you know, there's this controversy over it being too like Pokemon. Like, is that true? Like, do you see so, it or is it? Uh, I can see it in the fact that there are creatures that are supposed to be animal-like out in the world that have special capabilities that are often very much based around elemental and magic and whatnot and Mm. there's a typing system and all that kind of stuff but what's different 
and then kind of brings me back to you remember that dinosaur game that i was playing earlier or last year that i didn't end up liking Terra Nil. and i said you'd rather di- di- what was it called paleo pines oh paleo and pines. i would like bring the dinos back to my mm-hmm. my base or my farm and the dinos would help me out mm-hmm. in doing stuff around the farm to make it a lot easier on me that's kind of what the creatures do in pal world the pals they like you can obviously take them out and help battle and whatever and there are like dungeon-esque things that you go after i'm not even there yet because i'm obsessed with my base building okay like Mm. no word of a lie i just spent my entire time trying to build my base (laughs) and 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 you know you have to craft the balls that you catch the pals with and Mm. all that kind of stuff you have to go farm all the items for that as you get more pals each pal has a different uh i guess strength when it comes to helping you around your base so some might be good at handiwork so they're good at crafting other water type pokemon you kind of want them to help water your garden you know that kind of thing some that's good at like you know like you and things that like you know when we played Zelda the first time around, Zelda Breath of the Wild, and you were like, ooh, this is a puzzle to do with electricity, and then you're like, oh yeah, I have a sword. I can use that to, to you know, toss out the sword, and that could help yeah. solve the puzzle. Yeah. Well, similarly, if you get a fire-type pal, and you're in the dark, you can take him out and have him walk around with you, and his fire lights up the area mm. so you don't have to carry your torch. Oh, so, that's like, smart. Yeah, so there's, like, things in here that you were like... If only Pokemon was fast enough to adapt this. Like, mm. the easiest thing, like, or the closest thing I can kind of connect it to right now is Pokemon Legend Arceus? 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 I don't ever know. Um, in that these creatures are out in the wild. The concept is to go and collect them. But when you collect them when you do Pokemon, it's usually to battle for the gyms and so on for so forth. This one's more is like you're collecting them to help you out around the house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so like it seems like they have more of a purpose. And there are definitely cute ones, and there are definitely weird looking ones. Um and like a, a, a like I said, I'm not that far. I spent like what, six hours just like mm. building a base yesterday. <laughs> But I can see why everybody is obsessed, especially since you can have your single-player world or you can have a multiplayer world. It looks like, too, and I haven't tried this yet, I can open my world up and invite you guys to my world. Okay. Um. So, yeah, still lots of things to poke around and discover and stuff like that, but I'm pretty happy with my... You know, gathering, crafting, gathering, crafting while I'm waiting to do something, going and finding a few more mons and capturing them and telling them to come hang at my house. Honestly, it sounds way more appealing of a game than what other people have been telling me of Pokemon with guns. I know, because when you say, when I, like, those two things are like two things you don't want to smoosh together. The reason yeah. I play Pokemon is because the wholesome, cute nature of it, yeah. of these creatures and the concept of they're kind of like your pets. And then guns <laughs> you know like yeah. guns yeah. like right now the weapons that i have include a pickaxe a axe oh. a uh baseball bat like club thing and i just got bow and arrows and yes i can shoot the bonds but you kind of need to do that in order to capture them to weaken them a bit or oh. you can use your companion bonds to also engage in combat with them because in some cases they're going to be a lot stronger than you are and then you can throw your 
Pokemon-esque ball at them and try and capture them. Also, the concept of catching them, you know in Pokemon how it's just like, you catch the ball and it shakes three times, you just hope to God that it stays in the ball? Yeah. This one actually has a gauge. As you point, when you get prepared to throw your ball and you point it at at the character... It gives you a reading of what the percentage rate chance of you catching it is. Oh. So say it's like two levels higher than you. It's got full health. It's probably like there's a 10% chance you're going to catch this. You get your other mon out to go and battle it a bit or you ping it a few arrows. You look at it again. Hmm, it's more like 30% chance now. And then when you throw your ball at it, and there's obviously upgrades as you go on, better balls, all that kind of stuff. You throw the ball at it and you got this cool like animation HUD thing or UI element that is has the sphere in the middle and then the grid around it and it fills up and you wait there and it kind of reminds you of that shake when you get the one star the two star the three star yes you got the ball right you got the Pokemon this one is way more visual um, if you're not if you're going to get it or not and feels a little bit more uh, modern in that Mm, sense mm -hmm. okay Mm. yeah so uh I'm hooked. <laughs> are you playing with a controller? Or are you playing with mouse yes. and keyboard? Oh, okay. I started, well, here's the thing. I started with mouse and keyboard while I was walking on the walking pad, and I was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Not in a 3D, <laughs> like, third-person action-adventure game. Um, but then I sat down and connected my, uh, I got the Stellar Shift Xbox controller for Christmas from my brother and sister-in-law. Ooh. And I took Very it pretty. packaging and finally started using it. Nice. So, uh, yes, playing with controller very uh hand friendly in that sense because mm. i believe you can play this on xbox and early access via game pass right now too i haven't tried that yet with the cross save stuff so uh i might try that later in the week but yeah i see what the hype is mm. about <laughs> as i've been talking about it for the past 20 minutes yeah. It does well, sound sold. fun. It does sound like yeah, fun. At I... first I didn't want to try it, but now hearing you talk about it, like and I'm 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 on board. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's... It sounds way more fun. You have ultimate? Yeah, I do. It costs you nothing. Okay. D- what about if you just, <laughs> just try have PC game pass? And you just do you have uh, yeah, I imagine it's on that. Because I have ultimate, that means I have both, right? Yeah. I, I just... have PC and but it should be there, just boot up your thing and see if it's there. Yeah, I have to. Microsoft decided to. I needed to change my password, so I have to. <sighs> I was like, oh, so I got to do that. Saucy. <laughs> Thanks, All Microsoft. Right. Um, ladies, want to walk down memory card lane? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, right. what kind of game did you pick this time, Leah? Did you pick? <laughs> I'm not allowed to tell you yet. You gotta guess it, Joelle. But- did you pick a game you we actually know or a game you think we know like last year? <laughs> How last am week? I gonna know? I can't come up to you and be like, um, guys, do you know this game? So I'm gonna ask you it. <laughs> Why don't you try it? You know, you haven't tried that strategy yet, Leah. You can't win every time. It's a game for you as much as it's a game for everybody else. Pat really liked my choice this week, okay? Okay, 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 okay. okay. I think you like all right each week the team will have to guess a historical game that would have only would have been released during the time of the episode's airing we'll start with the release date then i'll give hints about the game the team will attempt to guess what it is as always talk it out all right this game released on january 7th of 2002 Ooh, i think i got that wrong give me a second oh wow leah wrote something 
uh, as you're looking, I will confirm that Pal World is available for uh, Game Pass PC only. So uh, there you go. If you were wondering, right. oh, it's on PC only. It's not on the Xbox. No, no, no. I I just have the Game Pass for PC. Oh, so it's available there. It's okay. available. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's try this again. All right. This game released on February 7th, 2023 for those that ordered the Digital Deluxe or the Physical Collector's Edition. February. February. 2023. 20, last year. Oh my gosh. Do not look up any of your gameplay stuff. It's so tempting. <laughs> so tempting. Uh, Elden Ring. No. Did that come out in 2022? It might, yeah, it might yeah. have been 2022. I know. They're all molding together at this last, point. Oh, yeah. man. Beginning of last year. <laughs> it's like pre-Zelda. Uh, yeah. Who knows what happened pre-Zelda? Yeah, I don't remember. And post-Baldur's Gate. Like, yeah. Do another hit? Yeah. It's an action role, uh, action role-playing game by Avalanche Studios. Man, I'm failing at reading today, guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, action role-playing game by Avalanche Studios. Uh, For spoken? Nope. Uh, that vampire game, Redfall. Nope. Oh, that would have. No, that's Bethesda. Um, Do you want another hit? Oh man, I'm yeah. I really want to look at my backlog. <laughs> Yep. Experts estimate the game's total budget to be $150 million. Oh. <laughs> it's not Star Citizen, is it? Nope. Okay, I'm like, that one's not even out yet. <sighs> that is. Is it Jedi Survivor? Nope. I think that's too well, early. I feel at this point they can kit bash the Star Wars game together and they probably can save money on that. Wow, that's a big budget. I know. I feel dumb. Do you want another hint? Yeah. yeah. It is nominated for best score soundtrack. Let me say that again. It is nominated for best score soundtrack for video games and other interactive media in this, the 65th annual Grammy Awards, which takes place on Sunday, February 4th of 2024. Oh, no. Is Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Nope. <laughs> okay, because they, gra- no, they won a Grammy. Yeah, I know, but it was last year's Grammy. Last year. It came out the year mm. before. So think it's a similar kind of situation. Yeah. Oh, Oh, like people are yelling. I can, I can hear. Oh, them. you know. Oh, you know. I, I, yeah, they're yelling. I had to make this like hard because if not, all the hints that I normally give would make it too damn easy. Oh. So I, I, well, good I job, Leah. Deep today, yeah, because I, I don't pay deep. attention to like pre-order bonuses and shit. I just wait for the game to be there. Like, uh, I feel like oh, as shit. soon as you say it, I know what it's gonna be because I feel like I can. It's starting to crystallize in my mind of like with the Grammy piece. I'm just trying to. This next hint may help you. Do you want it? Yeah. The story was purposefully placed in a time period where no established characters were around, making it possible to provide the player with their own unique world. Oh, Hogwarts Legacy. Yes! (laughs) Durr. Good job. See, I couldn't give you anything about, like, you play as this or you do that. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Like, and it's just like, it. you know, people were yelling because, like, yeah. I paid, like, as soon as Legend of Zelda came out, we forgot whatever happened yes, in the first you're year. you're so right. Ter- I totally forgot. But I was so hyped for that game yeah. and I played it and I enjoyed it. That's true. 
And okay. we forgot about it. We forgot the about other, it. <laughs> the other three hints I had was uh, it's set in the late 1800s. You take on a role of a student studying in their fifth year. Another giveaway. Oh, yeah. Um, and protagonist completes four trials left by the keepers. Yeah. All right. Um, but I had another game that I wanted to give you guys, but I knew you would never get it. But I just had to bring it to your attention because it's important. Okay. Okay. All right. There is a very important Twitter slash X account doing God's work. It is called We Rate Dogs. Oh. And back in 2017, they actually were de- developed a game called Good Dogs. <laughs> yeah. It I was, didn't know uh, that. Aww. Yeah. I found this on where I get like my, my info of what game came out when. Um, called It's from Moby Games. So yeah, Good Dogs uh, released February 3rd, 2017 on iPhone. Uh, 12 people credited release date by platforms all the same. Uh, publishers were Sandcrawler Industries Limited, Fourth Wall Games. Developers were Fourth Wall Games and We Rate Dogs LLC. I had no idea they were an LLC. They are. <laughs> but look, I'm going to give you guys this so that you can see because there are some like promo screenshots in here, and I had no idea this existed, and I figured you needed to know. Here you go. You needed to know. Thank you. I fucking love We Rate Dogs. <laughs> yeah, because they're doing God's work. Yeah. Um, side note, I am going to promote um, the We Rate Dogs website, weratedogs.com, because they have a bunch of merch that says, tell your dog I said hi. And um, 15% of the net proceeds go to the foundation that the We Rate Dog guy founded to help uh, senior dogs, Aww. the 15 out of 10 foundation. So if ever you want dog merch, go there. The We Rate Dog website. It's just a bunch of shit that says, tell your dogs I said hi. And I think it's the best. Hey, I need to read some of the stuff that's on here. So in this MobyGames.com that I rely on, and they have a page dedicated to uh, this game called Good Dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the chief dog reader slash the dog father, Matt Nelson, lead developer slash the dog bopper. Or Booper, dog Chris Etches, lead artist, the dog whisperer, Marco Vale. I mean, perfect titles. The dog father. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm on YouTube looking at some gameplay, and some of these comments are rude. So we have to go forth and make the comments less rude. Yeah, they do need to be less rude. Oh. I this is hilarious. I kind of wanted to use it, but I was like, there's no way in hell either of you played this game. No. <laughs> but I had to bring it to your attention. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Thank you. So that was another walk down memory card lane with an added doggo bonus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so this week we're going to talk about some news as our topic of the show. You ladies ready to do that? Yep. Yep. Let's go. And we're back, and it's time to talk news of the week, um, or news of the past few weeks, since we've been doing topics and other things, um, and some of it's been depressing (laughs) for the video game industry, so we were like, we don't want to start this year off with a sad face, but it just gotten to the point now where we need to discuss it. Catherine, there's been a lot of layoffs in the video game world. Yeah, um, so in the show notes, I'm going to put three links. One of them is just the layoff section at gameindustry.biz. 
um, one uh, one highlighting one article off that website that says 35% of devs affected by layoffs last year, according to GDC survey. Um, 7% of respondents had been laid off, while 17% saw colleagues let go, and another 11% reported less layoffs elsewhere in their company. I think like that article was published Jan 18th, and it's like, you know, we just keep hearing more and more about layoffs. Um, Embracer Group is continuing their bloodbath as uh, half of Black Forest game was let go and that they uh, canceled an unannounced Deus Ex uh, project game that was happening at Eidos Montreal and they let go 97 people from that team. Um, Yeah, and it keeps it keeps going. Um, I think like since January, we've seen as many layoffs as we've seen in all of last year. Mm. I thought it was about half, but I mean, or half. Like, it's yeah, a but lot. It, I mean, it's Microsoft a lot. alone did nineteen hundred. Mm. Yep. Yeah, and they were citing like the the redundancies from the acquisition of Activision Blizzard, but I I think they were waiting for that to possibly cut more staff. Oh, but they yeah. like Microsoft was doing cuts last year not just at xbox like in all their divisions Mm -hmm. like all of tech Mm -hmm. is kind of like quote unquote cut trimming the fat from like the over hiring during covid um but i mean the the industry is still doing great but uh the companies are not doing great um i do i don't want to dwell on the numbers and everything um because it is pretty depressing and i think a lot of industries not just the video game industry are faced with these layoffs um, as we get to a recession and we need to create still be creating values for our shareholders. Um, there's a video from uh, Moon on YouTube or Mooney. He's a lawyer and he does a lot of uh, video essays hmm. and he did a great essay saying the video game industry is not collapsing a lawyer explain. And he explains basically the business decisions that is leading to all of these layoffs and in which category these business fall into. And a lot of it is because these, especially the the European and American, like basically the Western companies are mimicking and um, tech giants and tech giants. Like for them, it ebbs and flows. It's like hiring on mass and laying off and hiring on mass and laying off is just, a cycle of mounds and valleys that they do right mm-hmm. so if you're going to do that with the video game industry you're going to do the same um and then he explains why nintendo and a lot of japanese companies aren't doing it mm. and at what cost is it for them to not do that because he said like you know nintendo major company not doing it um it does stunt the growth. It is a stable company, but it does stunt the growth compared to like EA that loves to hire and lay off and hire and lay off. They're worth way much more. Uh, but, you know, American way. So I, it's an hour long. I watched it on 2X and 30 minutes and it was very understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, basically explaining these trends in business and um, and then giving some concrete example of stories um it does not make you feel better it does not give you a job it does not put food on the table but it makes things 
understandable and predictable in the sense that because you work in video games, you're going to s- basically as soon as tech starts doing layoffs, you can expect it to affect video games. Mm. Yeah, it's something more like I understood the concept of all this, but my fine arts brain couldn't wrap around how to explain it. And the only mm-hmm. reason I understand it is because of the industry that I'm in and the media industry. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it's it's a great way and a succinct way to do it. I watched it at normal speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought he was pretty compelling. Yeah, um, this, but yeah, I can see where you watch it at two speed is fine. But like explaining yeah. like all the graphs and looking at like the trends and all that kind of stuff. And when you start seeing the peaks when people are doing investing and saying them, and then in order to like get their bottom line down and everything to you know cut people and things like that and cut spending and stuff. So like it, it's a very succinct way to understand what's going on right now and how. It, it like the industry it, that's why we're seeing record breaking numbers and game sales and whatever yep. and record breaking job losses and yeah. whatever else mm-hmm. there was like we're not gonna hide it embrace embracer did some bad investment yeah went on they this. talk about that one in it too yeah yeah the spending spree and then the money wasn't there so now they're stuck with like mm-hmm. these companies and that they're running at a loss um and yeah, they just, were spending money to build up their value to hopefully get investment from yeah. big money yep. in Saudi, and then that fell through, and that screwed them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which and is now. a risk you run. It's like playing, you know, gambling. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, you know. yeah. It was a. I was able to watch like the first half of it, and I did. I did think like it did a really good job of setting that up of the optics of like mm-hmm. if you want to play in these big tech waters, well then you gotta. You've got to like look the part and play the part and then hope that you'll get recognized so that the funds like come back in. And so it's like if you're not if you can't even get a seat at the table, then like you're kind of screwed. So you have to just play the part to get the seat at the table just for optic purposes. And I think that's just a fascinating Mm -hmm. um, like level of decision making and responsibility like as a leader that you have to factor into having your company work. And um, I thought he did a really good job of, of explaining that. So, yeah, I think it's the video was was really great pull. So thanks for sharing that. The the, the part where I'm like, um, I would like maybe another deep dive is like, you know, they're like comparing themselves to like the apples and the tech giants. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing with video games is you put out a product and it has like a very short shelf life, let's say, compared to an iPhone or an app even games as a service in the grand schemes of things like the 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 games that run for 10 years is a new concept yeah i mean you could say the iphone is similar to a seasonal game in that sense like call of duty you know but i i get what you're saying that it's it's not like he used paypal as an example like paypal is a platform yeah it's, it's like, like this yeah, people are not going to stop trading money as in like games is a luxury and it's something that uh it's a pastime and it's something that like has a you know you got a certain output but it's a creative ad- output and i think like there's something to be said about these companies running their companies like a tech company but their product being more closer to like um a media well it's a media company so like mm these media companies are acting like tech giants 
and like this kind of disconnect in my mind doesn't work. Like, is it the same for Netflix? Is that why Netflix is fucking up? Because they were acting like Apple, but they they have like a platform and a service that they need to output a certain they, creative content. And at one point it just becomes a content farm and it doesn't work. Well, I the the thing is with Netflix is that they were first they started do, doing it. They became the premium spot. They were able to garner and broker deals with all this stuff. And then all these other companies started coming up with their own. So Disney had its own. So now they lost the rights to this. So HBO has its own. So it lost the rights to that. And they're realizing <laughs> how friggin' much money it costs to make this premium content. Like Stranger Things. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well... Now we're going to have to, in order to support doing that and keeping that around and still paying for the license, because now it's getting more expensive to to get the content they want, not just for the production, but also things that are aired other places. Like everybody's clamoring over the same, you know, one piece of pie. Mm -hmm. So that's where they're running into problems too, and they're trying to find other ways to to work around it. And I'm sure the other big thing for them too is they're not just paying for cost of content. They're probably paying for cost of bandwidth, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, how freaking expensive? Like, we know what it's like and what we pay in Canada, too. It's, like, freaking expensive for internet and for high speeds, and not everybody has it. They're constantly pumping out high speeds. So they get dinged on that as well. Yeah. And it's, like, I, I know that a lot of, like, like in in when you do in video games, especially live games, um, you have to factor the cost of like sending an update. Mm -hmm. Just like Upload. having whatever yeah. percentage, like a patch, yeah. is one gigabyte. That's factored in our cost. Mm -hmm. It's like so. I can only imagine when you know we're talking about stuff and like when we're going to push the update and how we're going to package it and like can we push something to another update because like this update is going to be too expensive i'm just sitting there like what the fuck does netflix do if we're like pinching pennies over like 500 megs over here like i don't feel as ashamed when it asks me now are you still watching because they're also pinching their pennies too. yes they are they're making yeah. sure <laughs> yeah because it's like for a platform yeah. when you just pay for access, you know, it, I think it's like a difference between, let's say, different provinces of Canada and even the United States. Like where I'm sitting in Montreal, I don't pay for water. Mm. I pay a tax, a water pay, tax, as water. in somebody in Ottawa or Toronto, you have a water meter and you pay for how much water you use. I pay for mm. access to water. Mm. So probably I'm not like I could probably be. I have no idea how much water I consume. I try not to consume too much. But I don't have like a, a, a metered water bill. I don't know how much yeah. water I consume. So in the end, it's just like, hey, wa water is here. Yeah, I got yeah. water. Whatever. Well, like if I use it or not, it's still like whatever 50 bucks on my tax bill in this with the city. As in for you, it's like you got family over. They take showers. Uh, suddenly it's an extra like 50 bucks on your yeah. monthly water bill and you're like oh shit and your electricity bill because you gotta heat that water yeah that too um every so often uh i because sometimes i got those wi-fi pods around the house mm -hmm. every so often i go in and see what's connected and whatever and it'll tell me which devices use the most download and i look at it and i'm like woof i downloaded that much because you don't think 
about it anymore. No, no, yeah. exactly. Right? And you're like, it's the fifteenth of the month, and your Apple TV has downloaded two hundred gigs of watching Survivor. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yay, unlimited internet. Uh huh. Um, well, and yeah, it is interesting. Of like, you know, they're trying to mimic big tech, but they're also trying. They're also mimicking big media too, right? So like, oh, yeah. I mean, if, like they have to play like in this weird space of like they're in some ways a, a little bit of their lone island of like how they have to service and ship out this entertainment that we can buy and keep but also if we choose not to like there's an option for that too because like Netflix you know paved the way a bit of how they were going to operate and then, you know, once they started upcharging, then everyone else had to had to go up. And, like, the, the big media companies, you know, at least in America, like NBC and those types of things, they didn't do streaming right away because they were waiting to see if Netflix was mm-hmm. going to take off or not, right? So they were, mm-hmm. like, kind of – they were not jumping on yep. the bandwagon too quickly because I'm sure the folks that have been there for a really long time understood the cost of production. And if you don't have marketing – you know, in terms of commercials, like how do you, how is that sustainable? So I think it's fascinating, but yeah, the, it, it was like a really good video. So I think folks, if they, if they have the time should, should check it out. Cause I think it does pull back and give some interesting perspective on the industry as as a whole. And at least for a consumer, you know, not someone that's working in it or even relatedly working in media at all. I thought it was interesting. Well, it's just like a, a, I think the industry as a whole is well overdue for an education yeah. on how stuff is made and how things work. Yeah. And, you know, it's a rough way to get delivered this information. But, like, I don't think people realized what's involved. I just said in Walk Down Memory Card Lane, it cost $150 million to make Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. $150 million a lot of freaking change right yeah, but and out. then everybody's like oh my god e3 is dead so sad i was like yeah well like because they f- couldn't survive because everybody decided there was a cheaper way to do it and yeah. they have to cut costs <laughs> so like it's it sucks because we're obviously going to be losing out on some things but I'm sure every industry, like, look what the music industry went through mm-hmm. in the 90s and stuff. Like, everything has just got to get checks and balances because there's definitely old, archaic ways of doing things or things that are business dealings that are probably, they look really good and look, you know, you got to bring your A game and all the money to the table in order to get a seat at the table. But in the end, does it pay out? And you end up with all of these, us constantly talking about more people losing their jobs and more stress and things like that. And which also in turn means people lo- leaving the industry because they're like enough of this BS I'm out. Yeah. And Cause he's good talent. Cause you can find industries that are hiring or that yeah. have unions. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They can help you survive these times. Mm-hmm. Make you a bit more layoff resistant. Let's yes. just say. Um, kind of a piggy backing on that conversation because when the xbox uh or microsoft cuts were coming out um one of the folks that uh left the company uh it sounds like it was own fruition was mike yabara who's used to be uh the president of blizzard who was the president at blitter blizzard for a hot minute 
um, because he stepped into the role uh, when the acquisition happened. Uh, but he left, and now there's a new president. Joel? That's right. Uh, saddle up, because there's a new sheriff in town, and her name is Joanna Ferries. So, uh, Game Rant uh, posted this um, a few hours ago. And so, big announcement is that, yes, in the wake of this reports as the sudden resignation of former lead Mike Ibera, um, that the company is going to put in Joanna Ferries as the new president of uh, Blizzard. She's formerly the GM of Call of Duty franchise, and she's going to be the first woman to hold the position as head of Blizzard Entertainment. So before her time at uh, Activision Blizzard, uh, Ferry spent 12 years in the front office of the National Football League, uh, oh. the NFL, uh, across multiple marketing and business departments. And according to an email sent to all Blizzard staff, Ferries begins her duties on February 5th. Um, Ferries acknowledges that the January layoffs at Microsoft uh, in her letter said that Activision, Blizzard, and King are different companies with various ideas and expectations. And that she um, added that she will continue working with Blizzard leadership team in the meantime. So it seems like she has quite a bit of... Uh, diversity in her uh background especially going from sports yeah. media um and yeah. yeah. to being call of duty uh general manager which i'm sure was no small feat um she says that in her downtime she likes to play diablo 4 and Baldur's gate 3 so i like this lady already yeah <laughs> uh this will be interesting like it's definitely going to be something to watch she does have an account on x uh that i think i will follow um she sent out a very safe tweet about it um earlier today because this was just announced on uh, the 29th of january um and that she's feeling blessed and grateful to um take up on this role and um, it does have a, a little, uh, in the pictures on X on her account, it does show a little bit of what she said um, to employees if you want to read that. But you, know, you can go check it out. So, uh, yeah. So that will be one to watch for sure. I I hope. Yeah. I will put my good faith in Microsoft mm -hmm. that they're not sending this woman over a glass cliff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to imagine that there these conversations were in the works mm -hmm. for a while, right? Of like, I, I don't think Mike Ibarra. I don't think in his head he was staying after the acquisition. No, I I'd highly doubt it. But so she's going to work alongside executives, Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer, Xbox Game Studios led by Matt Booty. Mm -hmm. So. Is Phil Spencer her boss? And then she is alongside Matt Booty? Like, how does the hierarchy work? I'd love to see a tree. Well, is... Because doesn't Xbox own Blizzard? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, Microsoft Gaming CEO, right? 
Yeah. But Xbox Game Studios is a, is a different group. Yeah. Yeah. And then you that, have Zenimath, right? But she's a, so that's is, a different is, is group. It, are those the three? I think so. I think Phil? I think yeah. So there's yeah. Xbox, Zenimax, Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard King. Yep. Yeah. Tree, Org, Chart. So I Xbox. think it's it's Phil Spencer at top. Yep. And then somebody at the head of like the original Xbox Studios. Zenimax, Bethesda, and then Activision Blizzard King. Yeah, that's is this from today? That's what I would no. also surmise as well as that fills her boss. Uh, yeah, this is not from today. I'm just looking for a chart. I just it I would be fascinating to see her like if she would ever share a comparison of what it was like to work in the NFL versus the video game. <laughs> I would listen yeah. to a five-part podcast yeah. about that. Like seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to know what it was like especially being a woman yes. working as the formidable former NFL executive and vice president yes. of club business development yeah. from 2007 to 2018. Yeah. <laughs> For, Where's to her lead TED back yeah. to lead Call of Duty, yeah, like Call of Duty, the frying pan and into the fire. That's right. Yeah. yeah, the most like profitable. And now, and now just like talk about wearing, wearing like like damn, like hard jobs to come into. First woman to lead yep. Blizzard Entertainment, and now first new president since Microsoft. Well, and especially Yabaro was president before. Given Blizzard's history track record. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So she also looks really young. So I don't, I don't know what. Uh, Maybe she just needs to drop her skincare routine. I yeah, or her. Uh, if it is, I want her skincare that's right. routine. I'm just like, yeah. Any stress lines have not settled onto that face. Yeah. No. Good on so. her. She's. Uh, I'm. I'm. Positively optimistic. Yeah. It, it, it did. Hopefully optimistic. Yeah. It does ping a, a little bit of a ray of light into the. You know, d- downer news, but it just, I thought this was fascinating, so. Yeah. Um, the story that I brought to the table is very much a, uh, a very of the moment wait and see. Um, we've all been following Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League yes. because it was one that came out that I was really excited about. And then we saw the gameplay and it looked like a service game. And I was like, nope, not for me. And then they said, no, that was not going to be it. And then they delayed the game. Um, the game was supposed to hit early access if you paid an extra 30 bucks for Deluxe Edition today, um, slash tomorrow, the 30th, technically, but of course, you know, it's the 30th at different times in the world, Mm -hmm. different places. Mm -hmm. Um, so, today, the game launched for those people who had early access, and then they had to take the game offline and just one hour into the early access uh, due to a bug that automatically completed players' games. So they started (laughs) seeing the end roll. (laughs) Um, I'm refreshing this article uh, on uh, IGN right now, and I'm looking to see if there's been any updates. It doesn't look like there's been any updates since earlier today. Um, which was this was written at like 9 a.m uh uh i guess over in the west coast and yeah uh it's not so the game's not actually supposed to come out until friday um Mm -hmm. but like hogwarts legacy how is this all coming back around again that's twice now i've been able to re-reference previous moments you can't escape it when things work i love it segways 
Anyways, um, like Hogwarts Legacy, this is one of those ones where you got to buy early access. You get in there early, you know, that kind of thing. That's how they up the value, yep. trying mm-hmm. to get some extra dollars and cents out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so um, though the Batman Arkham Universe live service game doesn't launch until properly until February 2nd, those who paid the extra 30 bucks for the deluxe edition were granted three days of early access. This means it now should be available in New Zealand, but as reported by VGC, the game is currently offline and will be for several hours. Several hours is almost a full day right now. Um, Rocksteady issued a statement on X slash Twitter addressing the issue, though it didn't indicate that the game would still be offline as of its launch in the US. That's... In a few, in a few hours. hours. Uh, yeah. The developer didn't say if it would issue refunds uh, for customers who paid the extra bucks, 30 bucks either. Um, in quotes, we, we're aware that a number of players are currently experiencing an issue upon whereby upon logging into the game for the first time, they have a full story completion. The statement said, to resolve this issue, we'll be performing maintenance on the game servers. During this time, the game will be unavailable. We expect this to take several hours and we'll update once we have more information. We apologize for the inconvenience. Um, I'm just going to click on just to see maybe this hasn't updated yet for such and such a reason. No, it's still eight hours ago is the last one. We've identified the problem that was affecting player profiles and are currently testing a fix. We hope to implement it and have the game back online as soon as possible. Thank you for your patience. That was posted eight hours ago, a.k.a. 12.41 p.m. on the 29th. So yeah, um, that's a bad look. That's a bad um, look. On top of this, on top of this, now asterisk live game. Maybe that's the reason why. But no one's been able to play this yet for real. That's ridiculous. So <laughs> I was, I, yeah. This is one of those ones where I'm just gonna wait for the review to come out, and if there's something in it that drags me back into it, I may come back. But. I feel like this one had lost me at the get-go. It just sucks. Yeah. Because Rocksteady has had such a huge, huge, huge impact on me as a gamer, especially with all the Batman Arkham series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's why I was anticipating this one. But it's not enough formulating up to what I would want. And I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> you know it's a gamble to pay for early access. But mm-hmm. this one was a, I don't know. There, there was signs. <laughs> there, there, there was there was yeah. some signs. Um, IGN does have a uh, twenty six minutes of gameplay. Um, if you're curious to look at gameplay, I did watch um a little bit of it uh before mm-hmm. recording. Uh, just so I could get a sense of of the game and I I don't know. Maybe I should keep watching, but. <laughs> We'll, uh, well, back again to the it costs money to show things off. Yeah. The problem is they showed off something that I wasn't interested in, and I tuned it out. Yep. And they lost me yep. as a potential purchaser. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's yeah that that sucks for that team. It really, does. it does. It does because they it yeah it's it's just kind of one one hard knock after the other. Yeah. Well, ladies, that pretty much wraps up our show for this week. As always, I encourage those that are listening to go to the show notes on girlsongames.ca for links to all the stories mentioned in this episode, including that great YouTube video. Um, yes. The video game industry is not collapsing on Lawyer Explains yes. by Moon Mooney. Is that who it was? Moon Channel. Moon Channel, yeah. Yeah. Um, really encourage you guys to, to watch that, that. And if you guys have any, like, links or things like that... Um, 
or stuff you think that we might be interested in when it comes to like the industry of games mm-hmm. um, and the business of games, do send that our way via the multitude of channels that I'll we'll ramble off now in a few minutes. Um, Cause yeah, we really appreciate that stuff. So yeah, do share it if you've got it. Uh, another favor I could ask if you have the power to rate and review this podcast where you were listening to it, uh, that'd be much appreciated. Why it helps us, out with discovery pushes us up in the rankings and we love to hear what you have to say it helps us build our show for any comments that you leave this is also the moment in the show where i ask the crew to shout out their social media handles where so you can follow them anywhere and everywhere online Catherine, where can people find you i am c-s-d-s-b-a-n-s c-s-d-b-a on x instagram threads uh but like i mostly post on the girls on games discord nowadays that's why i post all the photos of the food that i ate Thursday. It's yeah. delicious. Joelle, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at JoelleLauren87, on X at Gamer underscore Comfy, but mostly posting in the Girls on Games Discord. Uh, come say hi. And I am Leah Jewer on most social media platforms, but of course you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You can track us down at The Girls on Games on X and Facebook. Just Girls on Games, no the in there on Instagram and threads. Discord.me slash Girls on Games to continue this lovely convo and more. But of course, if you ever need to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That is our website, girlsongames.ca. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Joelle. It's been another lovely week in chatting about video games. See you all next week. Bye! Bye. Bye.